the other side of the wormhole. I'm still trying to remember why I'm here. Meanwhile, I've got a new job. I greet new arrivals to this alternate plane, and it's busy. We welcome bewildered people on the regular. And when the regular is broken, we welcome them on occasion. I mean, if she agrees to it. Occasion is a friendly whale who doubles as a concert venue and triples as a welcoming platform. First whale ever born with a podium and a state-of-the-art lighting system. Here on this side of the whole do worm, concert venues are traditionally overseen by large mammals, except for Occasion. She undersees. Oh yeah, this place is full of clubs. There's Douglas Mammoth's House of Puces. Has some great performances there over the years, including a legendary set by Gilbert and the Grapes, who performed all three acts of their pants-free World War II rock opera, Donald Duck and Cover. The production took five years to produce for the stage and was beset with every problem imaginable, including imaginary cast members. Fortunately, someone had the foresight to bring a tape recorder to rehearsals. Okay, everybody, let's take it from the top. Uh, let's do the, um, the joining up song. Okay, let's go. Places, everyone. Say, Sully, why did you join this crazy army anyhow? That's a good question, Sam the Talking Bedroll. I joined up to start a movement eschewing all garments below the waist. How about you, Sam the Talking Bedroll? I don't think you need to say that again. We know he's a bedroll. Okay. I joined up to try and see the world. Okay, good idea. I'm just a grubby bedroll, but I'd like to meet a girl. Okay, let's join with our brothers and cousins and Mothers and sing out our song and you'll see Fight through the night for the rights of your tights And free of your drawers you shall be Wait, wait, stop, stop, stop. wait, wait, stop, 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 Does anybody know where she is? Who are you even talking about, Maurice? Tuesday Manatee. She's supposed to be playing Grand Moff Garment of the Disco District, and this is her big scene. Are you sure she's an actual person? Of course I am, Bobby. Look at this program from Boggle Cat Follies. That's the last show they had here. And look, Tuesday Manatee was the star, top billing right on the front of the program. You mean here where it says Tuesday matinee? What? Let me see that. Your big star is less of a manatee and more of a designated performance time. Oh, jeez. Mr. Maurice, if Mrs. Manatee isn't actually a thing, can we go home early? 
Yeah, I guess that's fine with me, no flash photography. We've got some casting to do. If you hadn't already guessed, Gilbert and the Grapes was just another version of Captain Teenager. In fact, every band in this alternate plane of reality is just another version of Captain Teenager. Except for Tony Danzig. That's a hardcore metal 80s sitcom tribute band. Nobody knows where they came from, and their music is regrettable. How regrettable? Not quite ALF grade regrettable, but definitely Mr. Belvedere regrettable. So about a seven. Speaking of sitcoms, in 1991, Captain Teenager tried their assortment of hands at the popular format. I spoke recently to legendary TV producer Lubramax Dinobod about what it was like to make a sitcom with the band. Now the idea came from the Captain Teenager drummer. He was a young hotshot city kid. The network knew how risky it was to work with the band. Before they'd have done anything to make sure the show never made it to air. After that kid went into that room and made that pitch, well, let's just say they were impressed. Now, I'm a fast-talking and unscrupulous Hollywood type, so I secretly recorded the meeting. Now this, this is how you went over a room. The first voice you hear, that's the kid drummer. Captain Teenager's bad boy, name of Jed Spukes. Jed Spukes, nice to meet you. Spell your name for me. J-E-D-S-P-K-U-K-E-S, Jed Spukes. Jim Sparks, got it. Uh, you need some water before we start here, Jim? Uh, it's, it's Jed, uh, but no thanks. I brought my jug. Uh, there is one thing I'd like. Anything, Mr. Spunks. I'd like you to picture four best friends named Carl. And they're all living on a haddock ranch. I'm sorry, Mr. Spunks. A haddock ranch? As in the fish? Yeah, you know, a big wide open spot. Haddock cavorting around fast as their pudgy little legs can trot. A sight to behold, by God. You never been to a haddock ranch or a sturgeon station? Well, just book yourself a week at Edgar Darlington's Haddock Paddock. Now, it's four young people, and they're out at the haddock ranch, and it's three gents and a lady, and like I said, each one of them is named Carl. The whole thing's inspired by that book series with the four gentlemen named Todd, the Todds of a Thousand Luncheons. And, uh, you ever read those? I must have been about 12 or 13 of those books. The luncheon, that was the first. Let's see, then it was, uh, Todd's Late to the Luncheon, Luna Luncheon with the Amish Punks, Toot Toot Todd and the Luncheon Liftoff, uh, read every one of them as a youngster. Uh, my favorite was Todd and the Tainted Brisket Luncheon. I also enjoyed Let's Watch Todd Stumble Over a Reading at the Annual Luncheon in Praise of Bob Scalesh, God Prince of the Paisley Forest, and Lord of All Tubes. That one really moves. Mostly four-word sentences. Action, too. Lots of good bar chases. Lots of good car fights. Uh, don't you mean car chases and bar fights? No, sir, I surely don't. Couple Buicks get into a good toward the end there. What about the bar chases? Bar chases? <laughs> Never heard of one of those. <laughs> a ridiculous notion, you ask me. Uh, you do plan to eventually tell us about this show, correct, sir? Uh, just getting to that now. Haddock Ranch. Four Carls. One day, the Carls are out walking the perimeter. 
inside two traditional Haddock Ranch perimeter walking pantomime horse suits. Seeing us all in those suits? Well, that's your first comedy Emmy right there. Horse costumes? Two of them? <laughs> that is very funny, Mr. Spoon. <laughs> <laughs> well, what happens next? Well, they come across a treasure map. And that map is supposed to lead to the last known whereabouts of a famous wig, a hairpiece worn by three separate presidents at three separate times. Now this carrot-based trove of riches is one fancy up to, a real showstopper. Story goes, there was an ambassador visiting the White House from one of them thousand islands. Uh, that fella watching there for the president, and around the corner here comes human forehead Andrew Jackson wearing a wig to end them all. The ambassador was so dazzled that by God he nearly dropped his applesauce. Not sure I mentioned the occasion was an applesauce jamboree. Used to have plenty of them back then. Mr. Spukes, I'm gonna stop you right there. Look, nobody here understands a word you're saying, and your show makes even less sense. However, I have been watching you talk, sir, and the foam collecting in the corners of your mouth says you truly believe in this story. And that, my frothy friend, is all we need. You've got yourself a pilot. Oh, hello. I didn't see you there. Well, it's another day at the Haddock Ranch, and that means it's time for another episode of Carl and the Wig Hunt. Morning, Carl. I said, good morning, Carl. No, I'm Tuesday, Carl. Good morning, Carl is downtown with the chief. My mistake. So, good morning, Carl. Went to see the chief, huh? What's she after? More clues for the treasure map? No, I think they're in the same Gilgamesh study group, so I think they're carpooling. That's interesting. Want to tape ourselves together like a big robot and walk the perimeter of this haddock ranch? You mean instead of the pantomime horse? That sounds terrible. Old Carl... You're crazy. Well, Lubramax Dinobot, how was that? Dinobod. B-O-D. Lubramax Dinobod. Like body. Not Dinobot? Dinobod. Like body. Well, that's ridiculous, but okay. Kid, I thought it went really well. I mean, the people inside that speaker really seem to like it. Uh, that's a laugh track playing through the speaker, Mr. Donut Body. Those aren't actually people in there. Sure, sure, kid. And next you're going to tell me it's time for a musical interlude. That's exactly what I'm going to tell you. Take it away, guys. Oh man, Tiny Jazz. I thought we were done with that part. This music makes my entire body pucker like the devil on a Sunday. Oh no, I'm puckering. Oh no, I'm puckering. I hate it when my ears hear tiny jazz. I hate it when my timeline encounters a Sunday. Hey, uh, hey devil, you wanna trade? What do you mean? I'll live through that holy roller Sunday for you, and you make use of my ears until the tiny jazz is over. Okay. But you also have to write me a theme song. 
Okay, but then you also have to write me a theme song. Fair enough, mortal. It's a deal. <laughs> oh no! A deal with the devil. Will this arrangement somehow end up biting me in the keister with alarming force? The answer to this and other questions all next week on Puckered. Will Sylvia trade her near-mint Ken Griffey Jr. card to Satan for his homemade diorama of Mickey Mantle's knees? Will Evan finally remember the combination? Does Paul have enough oxygen in the meantime? Will the bank accept Beelzebub's loan application? Puckered. The sitcom was not successful, and so, predictably, three of the four members of Captain Teenager decided to do something even less likely to succeed. A full-scale Hollywood movie. One part high-octane, uplifting, romantic high school fantasy heist comedy drama, two parts psychedelic fever dream, and just a dash of closed-circuit PTA meeting. Help! Help! That's Shirley. Sounds like she's in trouble, gang. What's the problem, Shirley? We're already late for the dance. You guys, I can't go to the dance like this. Look at this. The dress my grand made. It makes me look like a straight-up tube of garbage. Hulbert is never gonna dance with me. He won't even be able to tell me apart from a tube of garbage. Hulbert would be a fool to turn you down. Besides, that dress doesn't make you look like a tube of garbage at all. It doesn't? No. If anything, it makes you look like a bunch of very pretty cabbages in a very pretty sack inside of a very pretty tube. Or a cardboard cutout of some soup in a tube. But is it pretty soup? Oh yeah, it's the prettiest. Really? You really mean it? Yes, like a delicately flavored bouillabaisse. And surely, you look like a tube because dresses are tubes. Oh jeez, you guys. You are two of the people I know. Aw, oh, thanks, Shirley. We also think of you as someone we've met before. Excuse me, Shirley. Have you seen my terrarium? I brought it for the big senior prom terrarium contest and toad party. You mean that thing with all the dirt and plants and those cute little toads? Yes, that terrarium. Yes, those toads. Oh, oh geez. Um, well, Shirley and I thought them toads were for licking. Uh, so we licked them. Like a couple of popsicles, or lollipops, or a nice piece of fresh linoleum. I know you just revealed a taste for linoleum, and I'm going to come back to that. However, there's a more urgent matter to discuss. Shirley, Jed, you licked the toads? Uh, yeah, we licked them. Thoroughly, and with vigor. Uh, those toads are highly hallucinogenic. <laughs> you two best strap in. The senior prom's gonna be, um, it's gonna be interesting. Later that night, at the dance. Greetings, denizens of Percy Peaks High! Greetings, terrarium enthusiasts! It is I, your student body president and general no-good-nick layabout-type Maurice Sabair, late of a town called Percy Peaks, on the other end of a wormhole. Welcome to the prom! If you get a chance, thank Linda and Judy's mom for these amazing paper-themed decorations. I was gunning for the Wild West theme, but I do like the paper theme. 
I mean, we're students, right? We've seen a lot of paper. We're gonna get right to the fun part, but first I'd like to start with a special greeting to our honored guest, long dead actor of stage and screen, Vincent Price! Hello. Not dead. Vincent looks great. Doesn't Vincent look great, folks? Now, I know you all remember Vincent Price from the many famous roles he played. Of course, the one that got everyone's attention was his grand debut, Citizen Kane, which no. he also directed no. and produced and financed. No. All at the tender age of four. No, 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 I wasn't in that movie. Yes, but there were so many others. He played Don Corleone in The Godfather. No. And then he took a role that would truly define his career. Uh, no, no, I would not. I'll give you a clue. Vincent plays a man named William. Anybody know the movie? Oh, come on! He's lost in the big city with only a small map of a specific neighborhood, and he, he runs all over the place. No? Nobody's seen this. There's a very brief but important appearance by a four-year-old Steve Buscemi. Has nobody seen the blindingly chaotic life of William Nilliam? This is preposterous. You're darn right it's preposterous, but it's time for me to check on my friends, who ingested a large quantity of toad hallucinogen just prior to this event. It's time for Vincent Price to sing a song. And it's time for you weirdos to get your boogie on. Let's go. Take it away, Vincent. Hello. I'm Vincent Price. I hope you're having fun at this promenade. I'd like to sing a little song for you now. It's from my first album. And hopefully not my last. Here we go. I'm Vincent, Vincent Price. I only drink juice if it's got no ice. I'm the Lord of Horror, but I'm scared of mice. That's me. I'm Vincent Price. I'm also scared of babies. What can I do? They've all got rabies, as I'm sure you knew. I like walking and wearing shoes. I'm into stalking and tasting glue. I'm Vincent Price. It's nice. I'm Vincent Price. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You're too kind. You're too kind. This is a song, um, uh, this is a song my mother used to sing me as she would uh, churn butter for my brother and myself for bread, butter for bread, butter for bread. Yeah. How you feeling yeah. there, Shirley? Uh, still feeling that toad juice? Maurice, did anyone ever tell you you look like a cartoon bear? Uh, Shirley, I am a cartoon bear, and thank you. Talk to me, girl. How you doing? I am the hemlock of knowledge. I am the towelage of noob. 
heavy with philosophical child, mountaintops ever floating. Sir Talage, we must away to the temple of Baab Skalesh. She's still feeling the toe juice. Uh, how about you, Jed, still in midair? Fair maiden, do I hear you speak of Bob Skalesh of the Paisley Forest? Away now, we must prepare, come, we must bathe in the waters of time. Oh, okay, wait, oh, no, no, Jed, get out of the punch bowl. Surely, no, surely don't go up on the stage, oh, geez. You are all so beautiful in your cloth tubes. 285 luminous beings made out of star stuff, and you also brought your cloth tubes, and that is a good thing. Tube. Think about that word, tube. There's so much joy in that word. Now, now everybody say it together. Say, we love tube. We, we love, love tube. tube. Oh, boy. We are all tubes. We are, we are all tubes. Baab sees all tubes. Baab sees all tubes. Blessed be Skalesh. Blessed be the Talage of Noob. Baab be praised. Okay, she's starting a cult, you guys. She's starting a cult. Shirley, remember what happened last time. Let's head home. What do you say? Okay. But I wanted to hear about the Paisley Forest. Sorry, Vincent Price. Maybe next time. But what about the Talage of Noob? Was he really just a simple noob who achieved the rank of Talage through hard work and belief in the teachings of Bob? Hey, William Nilliam, you stop stirring the pot. The first film from Millard's marvelous moving pictures in over a century. A motion picture seemingly produced by a third-rate monkey with a second-rate abacus. Friends Forever and the Toot Toot Toad was, as everyone expected, a financial and critical flop. A flippity-floppity-flop. Even Vincent Price's guest appearance couldn't save it. Eagle-eared viewers also noted the film's absence of the fourth member of Captain Teenager, the enigmatic Heavy Hand. Who's that, you ask? Well, it's a safety in numbers situation on the next episode of Percy Peaks, when you will hear the legend of Heavy Hand. Also, Bobby finally remembers where he was going before falling through the wormhole, and Vincent Price becomes a Dutch citizen and marries a motorcycle, finally achieving his dream of becoming Vincent Van Price Chopper.
on your donut. I'm not dead. Vincent Price. Vincent Price. I'm not dead. You're not dead.